0: let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts some this Gun used to smell when it first came yes. out yes
1: you mean when they actually put it in barrels
0: yeah when, when it was when it was like a regional those yeah. original bottles of anything gun
1: yeah definitely oh. cheers
0: cheers oh. thrown off it other time it's <laughs> <That's> a good start <stuff. laughs> Come,
1: come to my place and throw beer all over it. Mm.
0: It's quite sweet initially. It's maybe still a little bit cold at the moment, I think.
1: No, yeah, it could be, but I suppose if you're going to smell the toffee and stuff, you're going to get a bit of the sweetness on the pan yeah, it as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's not too bad. So that's Finkston's Distiller's Cask Range.
0: But it's in a clear bottle? It is in a clear bottle, admittedly. It let's, lets it down a bit. You'd take, you take points off of that, that <laughs> wouldn't you? Just because it's in a clear bottle. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so here we are, 2017. Uh, Opinions is back. Great! They all <laughs> uh, cheered. Yes, yes, everybody's pleased to have <laughs> us back. Uh, and after the uh, epic shows that finished off our run before Christmas. <laughs> which
1: people have only just finished listening to. Probably,
0: it. yeah. Uh, we'll try and keep these ones a little bit more <laughs> tempered, maybe. Um, how was your Christmas, mate?
1: Uh, well, right up to Christmas, a bit shit, to be honest. I, I, I was ill. I, I, I just caught everything, yeah. uh, same as Michelle. So, to be honest... Anything pre new year is worth mentioning on my part.
0: Okay. So um but you went to Bruges for New Year. So surely yep. you redeemed your it did, it beer strike. It there. did pick
1: up from the 31st of December. Um, went to Bruges just to seeing see out the old year and seeing the new year. Um, as ever, I mean I'm a big fan of Belgian beers, or have been for a number of years. And again, using what people have said on Twitter um, around Bruges and 80 beers, uh, things like that, picked out a few places I've been to before, but also to try to hunt down a few new ones, tried a few new beers. Some places have closed like over here, some places have opened, but yeah, I mean, the, the beers were lovely and, and Bruges is pre- a very pretty place. Mm. You know, it is a, pl- a lovely place to go as a couple, easy to get around. You could do most of Bruges and stay for a couple of nights, doing three days, which is what we did. Um, the top beer I tried was a Belgian quad that had been infused with coffee.
0: That just sounds like an absolute
1: dream. Yeah, I think I messaged you while I was drinking it, in fact, and it's called uh, Quadracina. Um, and what was my reply? Uh, <laughs> I think you were rather keen on trying it. Yeah. and uh, a, bottle, a, bottle. Yeah, a bottle! A bottle has appeared in my cellar now. Um, and also I bought the quad that it's derived from as well. Okay. So that'll be we can try that in the future. But yeah, that was I mean that was just a superbly smooth beer with the hints of coffee running through it. Lovely. Which they managed to get enough of the coffee running through it so you still got the quad taste. Yeah. Travel was excellent. Um but for me it's as much about just wandering. I can just wander around Bruges. Um they've opened up some new bars, a palm-led beer museum and bar where you can do some tastings, which overlooks the very beautiful square. And also a Duvel Duvel inspired bar, which is part of um, where they do like um, an interactive history. And again, if you get that bar during the summer, it's got an outside bit, lovely views over the square. wasn't so busy when we were there because it was the on the 1st of January it was fucking freezing mm. can
0: you imagine <laughs> looking from the pictures you looked, even looked cold. we did look yeah. cold, and I mean that
1: actually comes across on some of those pictures yeah. Um, but yeah I mean it's a lovely place anyone who hasn't been got an interest in European, European cities and uh, decent Belgian beer and lovely little pubs place to go definitely lovely so that that was probably that, that was the highlight, yeah. But pre Christmas, that was a bit crap. Yeah,
0: he was, he was kind of a bit wiped out. Wasn't yeah, he? I was. Yeah.
1: basically, from the time we recorded the last show,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, well, you was that that was that was the start of your that, decline, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. You, were, you were on your way down. Yeah. Then.
1: So obviously, an hour and twenty minutes recording a show finished me
0: off. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, I think for, for me, just just before Christmas um, was was a bit of a weird one because I kind of found myself. Uh, with a free weekend and I wanted to do something um, beer related but I was having real dilemmas in terms of what it was to do um, and in the end I ended up settling on doing uh, I did a walk-in pub tour of my local town, Witton um, and after searching on Google found that there were 13 pubs in, in my town
1: Did you manage them all?
0: I did, I did got, get, get to them all, started at about lunchtime me about six hours to get round them all. And it was about six miles walking between them as well. Um, but part of what I wanted to do was just to uh, to really experience kind of having choice or or not having choice, so to speak. Because at but least... For,
1: for a town the size of Whittam, which isn't a massive town...
0: It's not, no. It's population of about... Thirty thousand. Yeah. Um, And if you are... um,
1: Even if you go past with them, it effectively feels like it's a high street. Yeah. With little bits going off it. It is. Um, I was actually
0: surprised when you said 13. So was I. Um, Initially on my list I had 11. Then there were two more that I found on the day, almost, that I didn't know about. So... Um, but these, I mean, they ranged from, certainly the first place that I started in was one of these Marsden's restaurant type-ins. So oh, was a very food-led. Is it, yeah. is it
1: their village inns or something, like, something that. like that? Yeah.
0: something like that. And that was on one of the far outskirts of town. So I started there. Um, started off with like a pint of Pedigree because it seemed the obvious choice. And Pedigree, like so many good regional brewery beers, when it's, when it's served well, it tastes incredible, and that was, a, that was a lovely start to the day. Did they have the new pump clip? No, it was still the old pump clip, oh, which I was nice very one. pleased about. <laughs> um, but considering that probably at least a quarter of the pubs were Green King Tide as, as well, I, I didn't really hold a lot of hope for what I was yeah. going to be sampling throughout the day. Um, and I made sure them like most towns, has got a Spoons. Yeah. I made sure that went in early as well, so I wasn't tempted to just stay there and drink all the resin. Good idea. Um, it has to be said that Whittam clearly isn't ready for resin because there was so much of it in the fridge that I could have had a really good day <laughs> had I stayed in spoons. Um But no, it was it was, it was was just a good day. I mean, I ended up, like I said, I did 13 places, tried a different beer in every bar. Probably the revelation was uh, a pub called The Woolpack Inn, um, which uh, used to be the home of Whittam Town Brewery. Um, didn't even know the town had a brewery. No. Um, which is now apparently Cuckoo Brewed at Red Fox in, in Coggeshall, which is a few miles down the road from Whittam. But they were still serving the uh, the Whittam Brewery beer called No Name, which was incredible. It was like this, it was like a hoppy bitter it was really really nice and it was never even heard of them it, it was it was nice to search it out literally yeah. it's five minutes from the station as well so so i think it's somewhere we we might have to visit yeah no it uh, sounds some good point in the future um and then coming back into town i found uh, a place called charlie lockram's so charlie lockram's drinks parlor which is basically a cocktail bar uh, that had just opened by the time i got back into town Um, And I had a pint of their house lager in there, which was called like Charlie's Lager or Charlie's Brew, something like that. It's probably just like rebranded San Miguel or or something. I don't know. But it it tasted really good at that point. That was was like bar number 10 or or, or something. So, but it was, like I say, for me, it was more of an experiment in terms of what if I was really into my beer, but I didn't have the option of getting into London and and going to Leeds or, or buying beer online if if this was all I could do, what would I drink? Um, so what 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 was the verdict though? <sighs> the verdict was I would probably end up in spoons. I'd probably end up spending a lot of my time in spoons, yeah. which is unfortunate because and because I know,
1: that's the only that's the place with the most choice. That's for you.
0: the place with the most choice. A- absolutely. Uh, I mean, I do. I've, I've spoken about the White Hart before, which has got yeah. like these casks. Um, gravity casks out, out the back which always has a good selection on that would probably be my go to um, yeah and it's the closest to you as well yeah, it? yeah that would easily be my local so, so that was quite an experiment yeah. to, to have done that and I know that uh, I was really grateful to, to Matt Chinnery for, for actually writing it up on his blog for me as well as part of he was doing a, a blog a day yeah I think, I think it helped him <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he, he actually wrote up my adventures so you can read that on, on Matt's blog if you want to But yeah, it was like I said, it was just an interesting experiment. And one of the things that Matt said was that he thinks that more people should do that if if they live in smaller towns that aren't London or or one of the big towns. Is to actually go out and experience what beers you've got close to where you live.
1: I I did something similar in uh, Rayleigh, which is is in Essex as well, but South Essex, um, sort of next town along from where um, Michelle lives. And I found five or six pubs and the pub with the most choice was once again Spoons.
0: It's, yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate, isn't it, that it always ends up being There was a couple spoons. of very nice
1: looking pubs. And there was one pub at the top of the high street, which I, I, it may well be their regular, but it was a good day. They had Adam's go Ship on. Yeah. So that was me. Sort of, anyway. However long yeah, we were in here, yeah. I was going to have Adam's go Ship. winning, yeah. Um, and there were some pubs which were just really nice pubs, but had a real lack of um, choice yeah, um, and even with the lack of choice, like I said one pub had an Adam's ghost Ship which I absolutely adore, but one pub had Doom and IPA, Green King. Yeah, so it's not really they the could, could have both have been one. really yeah. well kept and really well served, but I wouldn't have been interested yeah, in anyway. Trying.
0: I've got to say, also, considering I think it was uh, about two weeks before Christmas that I did it, I actually tried a fair number of Christmas beers yeah. uh, as well that were pretty good. And they didn't just taste like they had a load of spices thrown at them. That They were just like really good English winter bitters. Sort of. So more like the winter ales, old yeah, ale. Yeah, kind ra- of rather than here's, here's our standard bitter, we're just going to drop a load of cinnamon into it. And oh, it. God,
1: you just reminded me of a shit beer I had in Bruges. <laughs> I went for the carolus Christmas Carol or something, and it was spices and aniseed. Oh,
0: no. It was painful. Not in a bit. Yeah, no, yeah, it was painful. Awful stuff. Oh, yeah. that was dreadful. Oh, I can taste it now. Yeah. Oh. Um, so that was fun be- <laughs> before Christmas. Yes. Um, and then obviously I had the 12 beers of Christmas uh, over Christmas, which was uh, an enjoyable run as as well. A uh, couple of standouts for me in, in that this year was uh, making the decision to sub in at the last minute two bottles of Super Fresh Axe Edge. <laughs> uh, that appeared just before Christmas as as, as part of uh, an evening on the Buxton beers. You barely
1: had time to tell people you were subbing them in before you were drinking
0: them. Absolutely, though. yeah, yeah. They they went straight in the minute they arrived. Um, one of the ones that was uh, a real standout was given to me by uh, Luke McGlynn, who uh, I know listens to the show. So thanks, Luke. Uh, was a Crooked Stave Origins, which was a sour that had been aged in Burgundy barrels. And it was it just it took me all night to drink it because it was so nice and and, and so tasty. I really took my time over over that one, um, but they and they were probably the, the the real standouts for me. There were a few disappointments in there as well, um, and I think next year uh, I need to have more focus. And I was disappointed in myself for not including loads of Impy stouts because by the time I got towards the end of it, I was literally craving, craving an craving imp- an impy <laughs> stout so i think next year i might go three quarters impy stouts and then have a final quarter of kind of wild card nights for sort of <laughs> ipas and things that I just really feel like drinking can't believe you're thinking about 20, 2017 12 beers of well, christmas well i actually sorted out my cellar and i've got 9 beers already for next year's 12 beers of christmas zero dear, oh dear. so um so yeah so, so that was all good any um, any 2017 beer highlights so far highlights so far no. Uh, uh, nothing that stood out for me in, in terms of well th- maybe a couple of the beers from uh, that Buxton box that, that came up on Ebria that also contained the the, the two axe edges was the two um, collaborations that they did with Stillwater yeah I haven't tried those uh, yet both incredible one of them's a Sour IPA and the other one's an Impy Stout and they, they're they just so good the Sour IPA is absolutely incredible it's it's. Just It's it's just not too sour, while at the same time retaining quite a lot of the IPA qualities to it as well. And that's quite, so quite a feat. It is, it is a, a... Have you, have you had the, uh, the Troll Tonga? No. From, from Boston? Oh. Which was the Gooseberry Sour... I think IPA. I've had it. And I've def- I think I've got one in the cupboard, actually. It's kind of like that, but not quite as sour. Right. So, so uh, yeah, so, so that was really, uh, in, in terms of highlights so far... We're not very far into
1: the year. Okay. Well, obviously, the the quadracino, the which I think is the better way of saying it because I presume it's a play on cappuccino, was definitely, I've already put that down as my beer of the year so far. Well, that's done well. But 9th of January, and yeah. it, I had it on the 1st of January. <laughs> but um, obviously, we, we have tried a couple of the big releases recently, and I think we've probably got differing opinions on them. Um, the Big Dipper from Magic Rock, and the... Uh, You'd have to remind me who who made the Focal Banger because I know who we bought it from. The Alchemist. Thank you. Now, we've both tried those in the last few days. Um, Do you want to go first or should I? Um,
0: I'll go first. Okay. Which one Uh, are you going to say first? Focal Banger um, wasn't for me. Uh, It was, I found it very savoury on the nose, uh, a little bit savoury up front. Uh, as well uh, quite oily and, and resinous feel to it and not really enough juiciness for me in, in terms of an IPA okay I, I I actually
1: got a lot less of the savoury oniony um, overtones but you and other people have said about as well I actually thought the um, the balance between the, uh, the citron was actually quite good and I thought it was quite a nice bitterness for it as well. But I have to admit, I really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, that, that was my thing. I, I, I'll, I'll go into the Big Dipper. Again, I I did enjoy it. I, I've actually said on Untapped it was a bit of a, a beer of two halves. I'd poured the first half in very carefully because so I'd noticed a few other people had commented on it. Mm. And it dropped nice and bright. Yeah, a little, maybe a little bit low on carbonation. But um, you know, maybe because I'm a lover of a uh, flat, boring cask ale. That didn't, that didn't bother me. Um, I love it. Throwing my own words at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I thought the flavour was really nice, and I thought the bitterness was quite long-lasting as well. The second half, when I did pour in, yes, the rest of the can, it did become a bit hazy, and there was a bit of sediment in it. And I know it said it on the side of the can, but I suppose this is the downside of having maybe sediment in cans, and a few people have said it about giving the real ale in a can to, to more, is that in a bottle you can see the sediment to a certain degree. Yeah. Even in a dark bottle you can sort of see it. And when you're pouring it, you can start to see it in the neck. In a can, it's quite hard to judge, even if you do do it carefully. Yeah. Because by the time you spot it, some has probably come out. Um, so that's probably, the only downside, that's probably the only downside of having maybe a bit of a live product in a mm. can. But overall, I actually enjoyed both of those big releases.
0: Well, I was disappointed with the Big Dipper I, I have to admit um, I, I also poured as carefully as I could I still ended up with a very lumpy beer um, it was there was hardly any carbonation in it and, and I was just like this? it's just like drinking a flat, murky, lumpy thing um, flavour wise it tasted alright but considering it was supposed to be somewhat of a rebrew of the Three's Company, yeah. it was nowhere near the the quality that Three's Company was. Oh no, no, I'd agree with that. I mean, Freeze Company was hit
1: the mark on all the points. Yeah, carbonation, flavor, looks, the whole lot. Yeah, it was it was top of the top of the pile for that. So yeah, I'd agree with that. If it, if, it, if it was a, a derivative of Freeze Company, then no. Um, I like I said I, I enjoyed it probably more than a few people on
0: that on that one. So it's, it seems to have really divided opinions. Um, I, I must admit, and um, it's it, it's it's interesting that what people are saying uh, about it as as well, and also how the brewery are receiving that as, yeah. as well. The brewery don't seem to be, if I'm honest, receiving the criticism very well on on, on this occasion, and I I just don't know if. I certainly am I've made no secret of it I'm fed up already with, with, with Merck bombs and, and with lumps in my beer I don't know whether the market as a whole is going that way or already
1: well I suppose we'll you know touch on that later but well, yeah. I, I mean I guess with, I mean, with someone like Magic Rock I had no experience really of Alchemist, but for Magic Rock for people who know and love Magic Rock we have quite high expectations because of the quality there absolutely yeah, yeah whatever the dispense method is we have a, a very high expectation and I think when they don't quite meet it, we are probably very down as well. And maybe also Magic Rock, again, they could correct me on this, but maybe they're not really used to getting criticism.
0: Um, yeah, I, th- I think I think maybe you're right, actually. In, so, you know, if you don't get
1: criticised very often, it's hard to know how to deal with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and I know from chatting with Rich in the past, he does take the criticism very personally as well. Like, so I'm, I'm sure we'll come on to it uh, when we when we do our uh, opinions chat this week, yeah. which is about looking forward in, into 2017 and, uh, and what we expect from beers. Um, so just to finish off this little bit um, in terms of just looking back, uh, I just want to say thanks to a, a few people uh, as well because we uh, we picked up a few Golden Pints Awards um and a few nominations uh, a few mentions uh, as well so um thanks to to rob derbyshire miles lambert mark johnson and boss hogg um who all gave us uh, a, an award for one thing or another yep. uh in their golden pints uh thanks also to um joe hill uh, at multiplex Rant, and to wayne and janice uh, the Irish Beer Snobs for giving us a mention on their Golden Pints, and thanks also to the the, the chaps at Beer Nomicon who gave uh, who said some very nice words about the podcast yeah. uh, at the end of their last podcast as well. So uh, we really do appreciate that, guys. Thank you very much. Um, so uh, there's no news this week because well, there's only been one. But there's, there's only one thing has dominated the news. Uh, and didn't want to give over the whole show to it, because we thought by the time this show comes out, everybody would have already had their say. Um, so we're just going to have our comment on Caskate, <laughs> which is uh, that the hashtag that appeared on, on Twitter last week. And this was obviously on the back of the announcement from Cloudwater that they're stopping Cask production in, in 2017, um, to which it's probably fair to say... Twitter lost its shit over. Most definitely, <laughs> and everyone, everyone, anyone
1: who who writes a blog generally wrote a long blog about it as well.
0: Absolutely, and I am most grateful um, to Pete McCarry for <laughs> writing a blog, which was a summary of all the all other blogs, the other <laughs> blogs because it, it, it's given us a point of reference to be able to read all of the other blogs and, and have our, our say about it. Um, so before we get into it, because I've, I've, I've made notes um, on, on a few things that a few people said yeah. from, from some of those blogs. Be, before we get into our views on what other people have said about it, what, what's your view on the, the, the cloud water announcement?
1: It took me a little while to catch up on the news because I think they came out on the first when I was in Belgium. So I was almost backtracking. I was reading a lot of other people's comments and I wasn't sure what the story behind it was. Mm. Um, I have since read the full blog piece from Cloudwalls, which is very extensive and isn't just, to be fair, about their cast decision. Um, but that's the one which has definitely grabbed the yeah. headlines. Um, again, I, I live and work in the south of England. For me personally, cloud water not doing cast doesn't really touch the sides because it was few and far between, but mm-hmm. I could never get hold of it. Um, I think that's probably the first thing to say. So, I'll probably coming at it from a slightly different angle to some other people. Um, I don't think it, I think it, you know, the demise of cast might be greatly exaggerated at this stage. What I would say is that when you, I, I think the gap will be filled. There's enough. Brewers who brew cask. There's enough small brewers. There's enough regional brewers, etc. That gap on the on the taps will be filled. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I suppose the and a few people have said it. Um, there is a concern that the young upstarts of the last of the craft wave are turning their back on cask for varying reasons. I think there's. I don't think there's been any one clear definitive reason mm-hmm. there's been a, a combination of reasons and that is probably something that is more worth is, for me is more worthy of most of the discussion but then I also on the other the flip side is that I don't look at the breweries who who have, don't do cask so Brew Dog, Buxton, Cloudwater, Tling Freedom I never associate them with cask before during or after that decision anyway for me personally it was about their craft cake their bottles their cans mm-hmm is what I know them for and what I look out for mm-hmm. and even if I saw some of their beer on cask uh, you know if it was Buxton and I saw Axe Edge on cask like they did up in Manchester last year I'd say right I've got to see what it's like on cask just and see what the comparison is that's amazing
0: by the way thanks um, thought i find that out so and anyone to, listening as well I'm just going Ju-
1: to mention Justin's beer from last year again
0: <laughs> again <laughs> again um, I'm sure, I sure sure banned ban that for 20 seconds <laughs>
1: And I, I, I would I'd probably try it for that very reason alone. But if they had um if they had axe edge on car on keg and then a cast beer I was unfamiliar
0: with, I'd probably still dive in on the axe edge on keg. I think I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's about uh, I mean if I go back to to when I did the the, the walking tour of Whittle, I went into thirteen pubs and every one of those thirteen pubs had a cast pump. Uh, in it, it might not have been the beer that I wanted to drink. No, um, and in, in two of them, I actually went for the smooth flow option on, on keg Ugh. because I didn't want what the <laughs> cask offering <laughs> <the laughs> <cask> was, was. <laughs> but the cask offerings were there yeah. and you know you can't say what you like about spoons you walk into a spoons and you see a row of hand pumps yes, and that's the thing that stands out in, in, in every spoons but I, I think in in terms of the cloud water announcement I, I kind of looked at it and if, if I'm honest I read it and I was like Hmm, okay and then I read on because it again much like yourself and you know even with the benefit of spending as much time in Leeds as I do I don't see cloud water casks that often in fact I don't know if I've ever drunk a pint of cloud water cask beer I have once because I would always prefer to go for their keg offering yeah Because I think their beers are designed for that dispense method. That's how it feels to me. I I think for me, possibly within that piece, the greater announcement was at the same time as we're stopping cask, was to, but we're not increasing our keg production, we're increasing production of small package, i.e. cans. Cans. So it's it's about them looking at where the profit is, and I know this is what a lot of people have commented on as well. And, you know, full credit to... um, Paul Jones, as well, for the honesty. Oh, yeah, in, I mean, I've got that, that I mean, it's I'm, So transparent. No problem with someone saying about well. making a profit. Yeah. And also, it's your own business. Yeah. You,
1: you do, can you do, do what it. you want. You can do what you, you like. do what you want. That, isn't that, yeah, isn't that what everyone says about having your own business? Yeah. You do what you want.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, the, the honesty of the post was um, really very good, as were some of the other posts from some of the breweries. You know, Hard not brought our Look Forward post. And so the being being did one directly related to the whole Just broke
0: down the price of, broke down the prices uh, uh, how much it costs to produce beer in different methods
1: graphs and everything and would, numbers would you ever
0: have known I I I've got to admit to, to sitting there thinking I I would I would never have known that it actually costs a different amount to produce a beer in a different package no no idea at all a little bit of ignorance maybe yeah oh I'm sure I, I don't yeah
1: care. and and also profit margins yeah. and and a lot of the chat over the last few days has been about. You know how much tax actually impacts it as well. Yeah, not just everything else. But for me, I don't. I think Cask isn't going anywhere.
0: Cask is it's. still, I
1: think, for a lot of people their gateway to finding other beers. It certainly was for me. Mm. Um, it, it was Cask Camera beer festivals that opened my eyes to there was more than a few fizzy lagers. Even though I'd come, I'd lived above an off license. We generally sold fizzy lagers. We just sold slabs of them, you know, mm-hmm. because that's what was the, the market was in the seventies and eighties. So, and you know, I I I I think that there is a, still a lot of good cask beer out there. I mean, I had Old Peculiar on cask the other night, and that was banging. It was on top form. And then I had a pint of Mandarin from Windsor and Eaton, and that was brilliant. It's a four percent cask beer, and that's I think you still need cask because the low the lower end of the market, the ABV, I still think sits a lot better with cask a lot of the time.
0: I, I completely agree, and uh, I think for me. Had the announcement come from someone like, uh, we'll avoid the big regionals for now because I think that's irrelevant, but had, had that announcement come from someone, say, like Thornbridge or Magic Rock, I would have been more surprised. Yeah, or Hawkshead. Yeah, because cause these are breweries that you certainly in, in Sheffield, I mean, I spent some time in Sheffield over Christmas, went into a, a lot of bars that uh, are proud to have the Thornbridge badge on, on, on their pub. And you see a range of Thornbridge cast beers and you see a lot of Thornbridge cast beer around the country as well. And Magic Rock, you know, they, they announced in the same week that they're increasing their cask offering at their taproom to five handpulls now because yeah, is it three they've got yeah they've got three at the moment yeah. but they're increasing to five yeah so i would have been much more surprised that one of those brewers had come out and said oh no we have yeah. done with cask
1: yeah because i think hawks had released everything and they said well 63 65 percent of their output is yeah. cask yeah um again it could be just their situation and the market what their preferences for their dispense method um
0: well i think one one of the the, the posts um that followed up was pete brissenden said that um he, he put it into numbers and he said, basically, what we're talking about is 3,000 less casks from a market of 9 million plus. Yeah. is, is something that you're not even going to notice. No, because like I said, that gap will be filled. Yeah. Um,
1: but I think the other thing, I think the, the one, I the think probably what disappointed me a bit was either the Twitter comments or in some blogs is when pis- people were taking up extreme positions. So they were taking up the position about, you know, either, you know, it should all, you know, keg is keg is so much better than cask or... If it's, if it's not cask, it's not beer, it's not worth talking about. Or the extreme position some people took for and against camera. It was like, n- none of the extreme <laughs> positions help. Yeah, yeah. They don't help at all, the extreme positions.
0: It was, it was very interesting, the amount of people that started slinging mud yeah. mother camera. And also,
1: what a few bits which sort of confused me as well. Is I think, you know, camera are a consumer association. They're not an industry body. Mm. They are there for the consumer. And you know, they are always growing in numbers. And I'm not saying that always means but they're great at what they do. I'm a member of camera and they certainly aren't. And there are certainly a lot of people within camera who have extreme entrenched positions. But, and I don't find them any use either. Mm-hmm. They're, the, they're sort of, when I went to one of the revitalization meetings, they're the ones which I was going, oh my God, will you shut up please? Because if anyone else walked in who, who was thinking about having a pint of beer, would just walk back out again. Yeah, yeah. So, I think entrenched extreme position don't help because there's a hell of a lot of good cast beer but there's a hell of a lot of shit cast beer and same for cake.
0: well and same for bottles and cans yeah. as, as well at the moment I, I would I would say that without again going too far into the looking forward in into 2017 I'm um, going to reserve that random yeah. for, for, for later for, in the for, show for, for later same on. for you to look forward to yeah. yes absolutely but um, I think
1: it was a useful discussion because I think it did actually show that there's a lot of passion about cask.
0: absolutely and you know the fact that there were so many people took the time to write their own blog yeah. to, as a response and not short blogs no there's, there's a lot of words been written yeah uh, you know I,
1: I printed a lot of them off and they're three, four or five pages, some of them, yeah. and some of them have got parts one, two, and, and three still yeah. to come. So there's a, people have got a lot of passion, one way or another, about it. But like I said, I think it's when it, you get into the extreme entrenched positions, it doesn't really. I don't mean that really helps anyone in the, in the discussion. No,
0: absolutely, not. But um, I'd, I'd encourage people to read for themselves. And what what I'll do is I'll put a link in the show notes to Pete's blog that, yeah. that lists all the other blogs that you can read about. Yeah, it. because they, they are, um, but
1: they are all very good. Yeah,
0: and I'm sure most people probably would have read it all yeah. before. Yeah, it's handy to have them in one place. They really need us wading in on the discussion <laughs> as well, which was why we didn't make it the focus of the show. No, um, because there was there was no point. Um, so, so just to round that off we've just finished uh, our first beer which uh, is, is interesting the the, the distiller's cask well, runs. we've managed to find a beer with um, the
1: word cask in it
0: yes in a bottle um, from Theakston clear which, bottle a clear bottle uh, a very small packaged clear bottle as well and I can't help uh, but remove the words innocent gun from, from my mind
1: it, no it is I think you nailed it when we first started drinking it and smelling it that is what Innocent Gun was like the first time I tried it. Yeah. In fact, six and a half percent is fairly much in the same same
0: range as well. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I uh, even I the bottle looks slightly similar <laughs> to, to Innocent. It, it does look. Look at it. It's got that are, little, you, are, you, are you suggesting
1: thinks and have just copied Innocent Gun?
0: I'm not suggesting that for a minute, no. <laughs> because that would be libelous. That would
1: be libelous, and that's not what we're
0: about. Absolutely. But no, I, actually,
1: yeah. I actually quite enjoyed it, to be
0: honest. No, I, I enjoyed it. it. Went down went down very yeah. very easy.
1: That that's one of my B&M bargains.
0: Okay, cool. Nice nice buy. Yeah, that, if, that, if you can pick them up. That was beside yeah. the Citra. Um, so are we going to open another bit here before I'm, we, uh, yeah, we I open start another bit About um, the, the, the opinions first opinions of 2017. Opinions opinions opinions, opinions in which we asked um, quite simply what do you think will be the biggest beer trend this year Um, so we gave people the sonic screwdriver the sonic screwdriver screwdriver worked Um, in which we gave people four options um, this year and none of these options were influenced by recent discussions either so option one was uh, merc bombs going off everywhere Uh, Option two was the rise of more traditional styles uh, and and looking back to more traditional styles and brewing traditional beers again. Uh, The third option was the decline of cask. uh, And option four was other, uh, to which we did have some some comments. Um, So uh, we've just got another beer. Um, So what have we got here now? We've
1: got, courtesy of Michelle, one of my Christmas presents, the Wylam Solar Terminator, which is an unfiltered dry, hot pills. Uh, comes in at five point eight percent. I thought would be quite a good one to to cleanse it's got after a the nose dist- on it. distiller's cask.
0: That's got a very it's, nice. Nose, it's actually. beautiful. It's citrus. There's a little bit of a um, little bit of grapefruit in there as well. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a drink problem tonight. I, I, I've really had. That's the second drink, and it's the second time I've spilled it's it like all it, notes.
1: It's like watching an episode of Airplane. Oh,
0: that's tasty! Oh, that's that's really nice. That's dry as that a is dry, isn't it? bit of finish on that Ooh, as well. That's lovely. That is that is really cool. So, um, back to the poll. Uh, Three hundred and seventy-six. Votes, uh, which was the most we've ever had. People uh, missed the polls over Christmas. People then. absolutely missed the polls. I think even I did even throw in a bonus p- poll for people, which was the uh, most important question ever: first drink of the day is it tea or coffee? Uh, to which fifty-five percent people voted coffee. Boo! Uh, and I'm with every one of those fifty-five <laughs> percent of people. Um. So yeah, three hundred and seventy-six votes. Uh, the one that came out. I mean, narrowly on top was a 38% traditional styles and, and, and you know, the rise of traditional styles. Uh, Merc bombs at 33%. The decline of cask, thankfully not influenced by last week's discussions, I would think, at 21% and then other at 8%. So that was quite an interesting uh, split in terms of what people were saying. Um, I just want to pick up on a few of the comments that people made about beer styles uh, before we start sharing some of our own views on this. So uh, quite a lot of people were suggesting uh, more use of fruit, veg and weird ingredients in, in beers. So uh, Daisy Tonnell, Kat Sil, uh, uh Justin Mason and Mark Johnson. Uh, Mark Johnson in particular saying more beers that aren't beers uh, for example, the Onepollo ice creams.
1: Yeah, was he saying that in a good way or a bad
0: way? I'm not sure. I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure if he's a fan of the ice cream beers. Uh, maybe he'll let us know when he, when he listens to the Yeah, this I did show. see
1: Kat's comment because he said, and herbs. And I almost yes. went back going, oh God, no.
0: Yeah, there was some... And, and somebody did comment uh, quite late on as well about the use of turnips in beer. Um, I mean, is, that, is that Baldrick? God, God knows. Um, a few people uh, commented on their more sour beers, um, some comments around lager um, re-emerging this year, you know, there's been, we've seen, as we're drinking now, uh, we've seen quite a resurgence towards the end of the year of um, new variations on lagers yeah. and pilsners as, as well that have been done really well. Did, as, well as, this as is as a well. very I mean, good example, this is very really drinkable, really cool. yeah, I'm tasty. a bit
1: disappointed disappoint sharing it to be honest, that was a bad mistake. Oh, sorry mate, <laughs>
0: It's it's, it is, it's good stuff, though. and I'm be, I'm really impressed with some of the stuff that Wylan are coming out with. Yeah, I mean at, to at be honest,
1: uh, you know we mentioned it before, but I will probably they'll definitely get more of a lookout for me having been up yeah. there, and I'm not getting a bad beer from them either.
0: Yeah, and that's that's a good sign. Yeah, as, as well. Yeah. Um, so there was some suggestion. There's quite a lot of love for milds. Yeah. As, as well, a lot of people wanting to see the milds, the the, the return of the milds. So, uh, at Crafty Beer S, uh, Rich Weir, uh, Ross at All Doom and Gloom also went on to say Bank of England in 2017, although would like to see more breweries master an experiment with bitter and milds. I would agree with that comment, because it's all very well
1: saying milds, but if it's the same old shit, between 3 and 4%, which is black...
0: Has a little bit of an odor and then dies. Yeah. Then no, I don't want to see any of those. Yeah, you want you want something, you know, a bit of a bit of a modern take. Yeah, but if on, someone on, can on do
1: something a bit more with it, yeah, and maybe some of the old mild styles which weren't as low ABV as they are now, I wouldn't have a problem with that. But if it's just the same old three three and
0: a half percent, they can yeah. stick it. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe we need to do a show on milds, <laughs> maybe in May to celebrate. <laughs> Mild month, we'll go, we'll do mild in May at a camera beer festival. Brilliant, can't wait! Literally, <laughs> I'm so excited about that show. Um, and then also people saying, uh, more low ABV and session beers. Um, there was quite so, a lot of people saying that, weren't there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this comment in particular, um, saying that breweries will suddenly remember that a session IPA is really just like <laughs> pal out and, and redo their labels. I did quite like that one, yeah. I saw that. Um, so, so that was that was kind of some of the things, and then then, then the two ones that, that really stood out within that was uh, Mark at Million Bevs uh, saying Merck bombs to the point where we're chomping down pints consisting of butter, both in colour and texture, um, and then a lot of people. So Carl at the Bearded One, Chris at Rust Boutique, and Phil at the Great Cabio saying traditional styles. Let's let's focus on really good bitters and let let's start making good beer again. Um so so that's that, that that's what the that's what Twitter thinks of yeah. in in terms of beer styles for 2017. Where do you think we we're, we're going to go this year? I hope we're going to see a bit of a reemergence of traditional
1: styles such as, you know, good bitters, um things like that. I'd be quite happy to see because, you know, I remember from one of your homebrew shows, the Beer Clock show, one of the homebrewers saying that to re- actually homebrew a classic English bitter isn't, it might sound simple, Ollie but he, s- he said that is yeah. one of the hardest brews to recreate. A classic English bitter. And to English get it bitter. right.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And I think that's probably where we suffer sometimes that it's created quite a lot by a lot of regional brewers, but they just get it wrong. Yeah. Or they do it badly, or it's just not great. Um, if some people can do that then I'd quite happy to see some traditional styles including the milds if people can brew these well and interesting and I don't mean just throwing hops at them because then there's that traditional style but you know doing something a little bit different with them making them making them great again I'd have no problem with that at all that's a hope um, I'll, I think there probably will be more Mert Bombs I, I... think that's going to still remain a trend now I haven't got a problem I have. Yeah. <laughs> With nerd bombs per se, I, I would still say that I don't think they look as attractive in the glass. Now that could just be because I've been programmed for the last however many years when I've seen beer advertised when it drops clear and bright. Um, I don't know. I don't really know enough of the science behind it to know what makes it murky. Um, I know that some people have said in the past when they brewed something, they actually don't know what's caused it to be murky. Some of the pictures I've seen. I feel like they must have been making it murky for it to be that thick-looking mm-hmm. soup-like. Um, I, I my, 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 my. For me, it would still come down to how I take how it tastes. Do I enjoy it? So I haven't got a major problem with it, and I think we will still see more than this year because it was really what the last three or four months of last year. They really. It was very much the tail end. Yeah, yeah. You know, pictures on Instagram and stuff. It was like, there's a, there's a murky picture quite regularly. Um, I haven't drank enough of them to be honest to to fall out of love with them.
0: I, uh, I haven't. I just literally don't like what they look like. I, so it's
1: purely appearance for you. It's yeah.
0: It's uh, that's how shallow I am uh, as a person. Um, <laughs> it's all about the aesthetics. <laughs> it, it's all about what, what something looks like. Absolutely, yeah. I um, it, it's just it's just not attractive to me. It's it's really really not to, to the point where. I happily let and and it's it's a shame because it's 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 not a fair reflection of the beer and, and I know that and I know I should try the beer and, and also have an opinion on what it tastes like but to the point where I let the Cloudwater version 10 pass me by, I didn't go out of my way to buy it, in fact I was in uh, Little Leeds Beer House and it was in the fridge and I didn't buy it because I, I wasn't... Interested in it because I didn't like what it looked like. No, I did have
1: it, um, and I uh, it was uh, for me, it was um, one of the better ones of the, re- the recent releases. Yeah, Because they're all good, let's not pretend they're all good in, in <laughs> I, different I, I ways. I disagree with that. Um,
0: yeah, I'm so over them already to, to the point where um, yesterday I went out and I bought two bottles of Adams Broadside just to remind myself what good beer looks and tastes like. And I thoroughly enjoyed those two bottles because they were just exactly what I wanted in in, in a beer.
1: Uh, you could say that. You know, there's no light penetrating them. No, no difference to the murky.
0: There, there isn't, but they're not murky. They're they It's just a dark beer.
1: I think maybe you need to do a bit of a blind tasting. I,
0: I think I I actually I probably do. I'm I'm, I'm going to admit that. Um, I'm I'm just put off. For for me, I've I've said it before. You drink with all of your senses and 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 while the focus should be on what you're tasting and maybe a little bit on what you're smelling but is it because of what we've been you know you know all through our
1: childhood and our young adulthood and everything we see on tv you never see a cloudy drink when it's relating to beer it's either lager or bitter but it's clear so is it because of our programming
0: i don't I don't, I don't. know. It it may be. I mean, you, you know, I I retweeted a a picture recently of, um, I, I think it was from uh, someone at Roosters that had, had tweeted a picture of a a beer that literally looked like a glass of cold tea.
1: I saw that one. That's one of their the new ones, wasn't
0: it? I don't think it was. I don't think oh. it was their beer. I think it was somebody else's oh, beer okay. that they were that they were tweeting. It might have been their beer. I don't know. He didn't put more information about it than that but it just it just doesn't look attractive to, to me I, I want my beer to look like beer yeah but then that's a bit like saying you want your beer to
1: taste like beer but I do yeah but which is why I don't like saisons yeah but my dad would say that he doesn't
0: want his beer to taste like my beer uh, that's interesting that's that's my that's maybe one for another day which is more of a generational thing in in terms of what do certain generations expect then it might go back a little bit to the previous discussion about camera as well in in, in terms of what they expect their beer to look and taste like but then you've got a wide range of beer tastes
1: but a a more narrow range of how you want
0: them to look me personally yeah Uh, probably Um, I just I, I don't know I'm just I, I, I hope it's a fad that passes quickly. That, that's all I'm going to say.
1: Okay. I, still reckon, I reckon you need to do a blind tasting one day. I think you need to have a flight with maybe five beers in there, and a couple of them might be cloudy, hazy, murky, whichever you, what phrase you want to use, and see what you think.
0: I'll put myself out there now. I won't be able to tell a difference. I won't be able to tell a difference. I just, I just think that... A bit like they do on
1: The Voice, because they can't judge on aesthetics yeah. about what the next pop star might look like, they're judging it purely on how they sound like.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I'm, I'm up for doing that as, as well. I, I am absolutely up for doing that. Maybe we should, maybe we should actually do a, a podcast at some point that is a blind tasting, although we'd need a... we need someone else here. we, we, we need, need someone to bring it. us the beers. <laughs> we'd we we, we simply need someone to pour yeah. the beers and bring them to us in a way that we can't see what's actually yeah. in them. And somebody can then tell us afterwards what it should taste like after we've spouted rubbish. Maybe absolutely. (laughs)
1: Um, Okay, so that's that's beer styles. So that's that's what. What's your hopes though? What's your hopes for 2017?
0: So we know what you don't want to see. Okay, um, I would. I actually would like to see some some traditional styles done really well. Um, Like like you say, know when you get a really good uh, when you get a really good bitter, when you get a really good parallel, um, you know it. Because yeah. it, you just... You get a certain feel about... And, and some of those beers, ironically, are beers that lend themselves to cask. Yes. Um, and I much prefer having those beers served to me in the, in the northern half of the country as well. Because there's a certain feel about a beer being poured through a sparkler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can, I
1: can hear a few southerners throwing their throwing their phone at the wall now.
0: I don't know, it just it just it just gives it a smoother feel and y- y- you know if I go back to what I was saying when when I I, I I said what my beer of the year was last year being Magic Rock's Common Ground yeah. the thing that swung that for me was having had it on cask because it tasted incredible um, so yeah so I think I think we're going to see I'd, I'd like to see a return to to to, to 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 I can't even get my words out here to, to <laughs> Two traditional styles. That's that's what I want to see. But I also think I think we're going to see, um, and maybe it's a hope. Maybe it's a uh, we are going to see. I think we're going to see more coffee beers, but in light beers. So I think we're going to see coffee used more in, well, in pale ales and, and stuff. IPAs. I think we're going to see some people beginning to experiment that way. Yeah. As uh, as well. Um, I mean one from I've had recently from Eskimo uh, Eskimo Joe from Fizzbeard, Okay. which was like a coffee palau, which was absolutely incredible it was exactly what you wanted it, it had the, the, the lightness of a palau, but it just had, had this beautiful roasted coffee finish to it uh, as well so I, I think we might see some of that and I think in the summer we're going to see a lot of fruit and stuff as well
1: I think we'll see the fruit I think we'll see the lower ABV as well but also, I think we'll start to see the realization of some of the the newer breweries' barrel aging programs. Well, I yeah. think they'll start to come, to start come fruition. Through, won't fruition. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I think you'll start to see more of these being realized in the you know maybe it's the, the to big bottles end of the year. Yeah, I think a few of them, which we know have been barrel aging for a couple of years now, will start releasing. Yeah, I think they'll start coming out. That's,
0: that's something to look forward to. Oh to yeah, look always look forward to, look to, to a, a bit yeah. of barrel aging. Tell me, there's been a bit of wood involved. Yeah. Plus, we've got the new uh, the new iteration of Brew Dogs Born to Die, as, yeah. as well, which is going to be a higher ABV. Nine first, and a half now. First kegs out there now, isn't it? The prototype version wasn't put into bottles; just put into kegs in oh, okay. their bars. Uh, feedback that I've been seeing on Twitter is very, very positive. Okay, for it. I thought the last release of it was excellent. Yeah. So if you know if they're just going to continue to push the boundaries on that, I think we'll stick, uh, and I think we'll
1: also stay with high fruit, low bitterness. On things like the double IPAs.
0: Okay. Do you think we're going to continue along the double IPA route? Or do you think we've plateaued now and we're going to start seeing that dropping off again?
1: It'd be hard because obviously Cloudwalk are going to do a release every month. They are. Um, And I still think you'll get a lot of the other brewers wanting to prove themselves as well. I don't see dippers dropping off that much. I think everyone wants to still prove they can do... A good dipper
0: it's it, it still amazes me that last year was supposed to be this year that we should all be panicking because there were no hops but yet everybody was brewing a double ipa which presumably has a lot of hops yeah and also the stuff
1: which has dry, dry hopping because that gets just yeah. added at the end it's, so it's just like, you know what happened speaking of which well well i'm just about to finish this you've finished, I've, your I've, dry I've finished the, pills. Uh,
0: the dry hop pills i really really enjoyed that i had a uh, this Lovely dry, kind of almost lemony citrus yeah. to it, which just uh, works really well on the palate. Really drunk, drinkable. Yeah, and if you'd had something
1: maybe even slightly greasy or resinous beforehand, that would cut through it.
0: That would work perfectly. Yeah, with it. Yeah, uh, another uh, another success from Wylam there. Definitely, that one. definitely another tick for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a couple of the other uh, comments that that, that that people fed back um, before we go into maybe some. Wider looking forward things for, for 2017. Uh, some comments around packaging. Um, so, Sire Leeds Beer Wolf said we're going to see uh, 440 cans. I don't know whether that's just in reference to that's the size that Cloudwater have decided to um, package at, or whether we're going to see other breweries starting to use that size can. Um, drink, drank, drunk at Drink. Drank blog. She
1: just made that, so it's really difficult
0: to That's say. Really difficult to say, <laughs> just after like two years. Um, the the decline of bottles and the rise of cans. Uh, Cloudwater and Tiny Rebel have already confirmed they're moving that way, which which we know. I think we've been seeing things beginning to move in that direction. I don't think it's going to be the decline of bottles per se. I think they're still. I mean, Thornbridge are dead set against cans. If i remember remember, Thornbridge correctly. aren't canning. They're they're,
1: canning. they're they're big on. I
0: don't think we won't see Buxton can. Yeah.
1: So. I think that cans are going to continue to rise. Yeah, you know, if someone like Cloudwater and Tiny Rebel have said that's what they're doing, then they won't be the only ones. Yeah,
0: I think. I think sadly, um, we're going to see Magic Rocks Unhuman Human Cannibal win a can this year, which
1: won't have quite the same theatre.
0: It it's, it will be a sad day because there's something about that bomber. Yeah, of of unhuman cannibal. That, that what, do, what do you
1: think about the larger cans? Then I mean, obviously we've had some tall boys come out quite a lot the, the last mils. year and the start of this year yeah. as like the as almost like the small batch releases. So Magic Rock had a, 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 you know Hypnotist, they did the Double IPA. Four Pure did their Juice Box. Yeah, um, and then if you're talking about maybe four forty cans being the regular, we've commented before that the three thirty cans are quite a good a good shape, easy to carry. Does your train beer? Do you need the extra ninety milliliters? Because presumably you have to pay. You be paying for your four forty rather than your three thirty as well.
0: Well, yeah, of
1: course. You would, yeah. Whereas everything from cloud water previously was three thirty bottles, or their big bottles, were not it? Yeah. If yeah, I remember correctly, there was no in between. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now you're going to have to pay more to get your cloud water bits.
0: Um,
1: so your price point's going to be
0: price. Uh, yeah, price point's obviously going to increase. Yeah, which, which goes right back to the top of the show where I was talking about. You know, Cloudwall being quite open that they need to make a profit. Yeah. You know, there's no point in being in business if if you're not gonna make a profit. Yeah, I agree with that. Passion will only get you so far.
1: Yeah. I'm just not sure about forcing us not forcing us, but limiting our options. Because at three thirties, everyone seemed to like three thirty bottles. We, no, they did. we were spoken about last year on I think on the Beer O'Clock show about bottle sizes between three thirties and five hundreds. Yeah. And I remember three thirties getting a lot of love.
0: Three thirty's got a lot of love. People love three thirty can um, canned beers because you can beers because they're trained beers. Yeah, you, you know they you can get six of those in a little cooler uh, as, as well quite easily. You're gonna struggle. A yeah, four forties won't fit in my little cool bag. Five hundred mils don't don't fit in mine. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. It's it, I think it's interesting because I think Northern Monk have also indicated that they're going to be putting some of their beers into five hundred mil as well. So I think Heathen will, will be going into five hundred mil this year as well. So I, I think we are going to see more breweries experimenting with big cans as, as well. And also uh, one of the mobile canners, the WeCan Solutions, uh, put out a piece in just before Christmas as well saying they've now got a machine that can do 440s and 500 mils. So all of those breweries that were previously put in their uh, stuff into the, the, the portable canning lines have now got the option to scale up into big cans as well.
1: Four forty so. used to be a very popular
0: can size, didn't it? It, it did. That's that, that. That was the can that, size. That was your Foster's tinnies. Yeah, that's your, that's your. You know, when you buy a slab of tinnies from the. It was supermarket. Four forty. Yeah, you, you don't generally get five hundred mil cans. Yeah. So, and and you know the Magic Rock ones are big. They and they look big and they yes. feel big, as, as as well. So I, I think we will see uh, a lot more bigger cans this year I hope not to the detriment of the 330s because I like the 330s
1: yeah I'd be disappointed if the 330s do get quite left behind or the types of beers that end up in the 330s aren't the sort of ones I actually really enjoy anyway
0: yeah yeah
1: that'd be my fear about it and also I don't really want my price point to go up if I'm being honest no I
0: don't, I don't want to be paying any more for beer I I already really pay enough for beer yeah I, I, you, you know it's a it's part of my monthly budget now, <laughs> in, in terms of how much I'm I'm, I'm buying. Um, so I, I think we, you know, people, we need to consider what it is that's that, that's being made available and how we want it, and are we prepared to pay the price point yeah. for it as well?
1: Yeah. Although ultimately, I do agree. I think there will be more full forties, and I think there will be more cans. I, I so think those comments, I yeah, do agree.
0: Yeah, I think we'll we'll see much more of that. Um, so. I suppose, what, what, what are your hopes and fears for beer? Um, what are some of the things you're looking forward to doing this year? Um,
1: well, I suppose one of my fears has already sort of come to realisation, which is when beer festivals fall away because it was announced recently that the Birmingham Beer Bash won't be taking place. So then four years of it, I managed to get to last year's, but 2017 there will not be a Birmingham Beer Bash, which is a real disappointment. And I, I assume it's time and money. Um, resources etc all the usual reasons they haven't really gone into detail but I imagine that's where a lot of it has come from so that would be a fear is that the beer festivals I enjoy whether they be camera craft or completely independent would fall away or but they sort of change their MO the MO sort of changes that would be my my thing Um, but what I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to going to Dublin in February for the Alltech Mm -hmm. Uh, yourself me meeting up with the beer snobs. And uh, you know, getting to see a bit more about what the whole Irish scene has got to offer, and what, what they think of it all, but I think that'd be really interesting. Actually, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and there's, uh, there's other beer festivals, you know, which I got a few a few on the wish list. Leeds Beer Festival would be on the wish list. Um, I think that's sort of the uh, back end of the summer, isn't it? I think that's September time, first weekend in September. Yeah. So that 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 would be a wish if it can if it, if I can work it into into the diary and money wise. Um, I, I still enjoy going to my camera beer festivals, especially the summer ones where you can you can be outside and it's the social element of it yeah. that I look
0: forward to. I'm going to enjoy inviting myself along to more of those this year,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, why not? I mean, you enjoyed coming to the Harridge, Harridge town, I did, I loved it, I loved uh, it. It's a great know, day out. Sometimes they, they can be surprising for more reasons than just the beer, anyway. Although, I tried to stay on the cask longer this year, before, well, more than three, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was raining and you'd already hit the keg.
0: Yeah, that's true. The rate, it rained quite early. It did, yeah. <laughs> like say, three beers and I was like, give me fizzy. Yeah, give me fizzy in cold. Give, and give me something that's got something
1: fizzy in it. Um, yeah. uh, but also, I, I, I'm probably going to try and avoid saying yes to every big release. Um, the old fear of missing out. I, In no shape or form can I try every beer. And I probably need to stop trying at times.
0: I am completely with you on that. That's probably one of my... New Year's resolutions actually is to try and get over the FOMO of of, of not missing out on. The I'm not saying always be successful. Yeah,
1: because there'll be some other people said or someone says, "Oh, I'm I'm getting twelve of them. Do you want one?" And I'll go, "Well, yeah, I would have to do work for now. Yeah. And I'll give you a five or whatever it is." Yeah, um,
0: but, trying to remember that it's just beer.
1: Yeah, and there are some no beers more. that I actually just generally enjoy, and if, if it's not a new beer, it doesn't matter. Yeah,
0: Abs- absolutely. I try yeah. a
1: lot of new beers anyway through various. Means I don't need to probably go out and buy every new beer.
0: No, I mean I, I think I've taken you know I took a step in that direction when I actually walked away from buying the Cloud version ten because I was like, no, I I, I need to accept that in twenty seventeen they've got one of these coming out every month. I can't have one every month, you, you know. And I think particularly with that release, if I'm in a bar and it's on the bar, I, I might buy a half of it. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know worry about falling over myself to get a bottle of it that being said come April I imagine I'll be the first one in the queue trying to get my hands on, <laughs> on human cannibal I imagine when, so when, when it hits the shelves but you've you've been, you've been in on that since the start exactly it's, it's simply one that I don't want to miss yeah. because I've I've tried every other version of it and I'd like to keep that yeah. that trend going as, as, as long as possible but I'm completely with you on that that I trying to get back to it's just beer yeah and I think towards the end of last year, I was beginning to get to a point where I maybe stopped enjoying it a little bit, because I was overthinking things, and I just want to get back to just enjoying good beer. Yeah.
1: Well, I sort of did that at the start of the SX bottle share last week. They, You know, we were in our usual, the uh, very the very good Ale House in Chelmsford, 12, 12 cast beers, some new keg lines have been put in as well, and there's some good choices on that. I went for two pints of Oakham Citra.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you've got to go with what you know. Because
1: I know it, I love it, and it was just perfect for the yeah. start of it. Four point two percent as well, so sessionable.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah, it, it, sometimes I don't need to try every new beer that I see. Yeah,
0: no, I'm, know, I think I'm, for me that, that would be that.
1: that'd be my one few specific beer festivals, and just I want to enjoy more beer out.
0: Yeah, I want to do that. I want to I want to enjoy more beer in a social setting. Yeah. With, with with others rather than sitting at home. Yeah. and drinking it on on my own. I still beer. think that
1: is the best place to have beer. Don't get me wrong. If I've had a, a long day or when I've got my son and he's gone to bed and I've got an hour to myself, I think, okay, I'll, I'll crack open a couple, watch one, yeah. watch it's quite nice. But drinking good beer in a pub with good people that you enjoy being around and you, it's in a pub you enjoy being in is one of the best Can't, can't it. No, you yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely can't beat it. I'm, I'm yeah. with you on that. And yeah, I mean, in, in terms of what I'm looking forward to this year, uh, definitely looking forward to All Tech next month. Um, that's going to be good fun. and Hopefully, we're going to get a, a little bit of recording yep. done done while we're there as, uh, as early well. in the day. Yep, yep, and um, maybe uh, there's a there's a collaboration podcast in 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 the making there with the snobs as well have we asked them yet we've chatted to them okay. about yeah despite what janice was saying at, on, on their last podcast <laughs> that they hadn't been asked wayne actually had been asked and was aware of the fact that there was a collaboration we need husband uh, and wife to talk to each other yeah absolutely so we've got we've got that coming up and looking forward to that i mean i really enjoyed all tech last year so i'm looking forward to going back again this year um i've got uh, i've got a visit uh, to buxton uh, in the bag. As, You're as, a number as one fan, day. isn't it? Yeah, Miles and I are going to we're doing, we're doing a Thornbridge and Buxton double header. Nice. Well, when so, when you when
1: you what time are you playing? Uh,
0: April. Okay. So Early on in April. Nice. So very exciting. Hopefully, you get some nice so, weather as well. About that, yeah, I think it, I think the basic plan is uh, Thornbridge on the Friday afternoon, and then the inside day. In the, Buxton <laughs> Um We'll see how that one works out, though. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Manchester Beer Week this week, uh, this year as well. Um, I'm already kind of got some accommodation booked to go and spend some time up there doing some of the events that will no doubt be planned for that week. Very excited about the fact that I can also, I think for the first time in a number of years, uh, I, my holiday doesn't coincide with London Beer Week or London no. Beer City. So I can do some of that as well. So oh, that's because, quite good because I uh,
1: don't think you've managed to make that at all properly, have you? Uh,
0: no. Apart from maybe the LCBF at the back end of it. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's one that always kind of falls wrong for me, but hopefully, um, getting on that this year. And, and yeah, just um, just continue to just be really open minded and try new stuff and look look forward to trying new stuff. Yeah. As as, as well, you know, it's uh, but not worry about having like yourself. Not worry about having to get to every new release. Yeah, that's that's what it's about. You know? it's, yeah, I think it's just about to just put it, the fun back in bit. Finding a bit of balance, isn't it? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Which
1: we're we all you know us as uh, podcasters and pe- a lot of people who listen to. It, we're probably all very guilty of it ourselves. Absolutely, I'm talking you p- get about inside sort of bubble do sometimes, yeah. don't you? Yeah. I think
0: I think certainly last year I I found myself further in that bubble than ever before. Yeah, and it started to become a little bit uncomfortable. In, in there, and I think I just want to take a step back and you, you know, just start to enjoy beer yeah. again.
1: I mean, I still, want, I still want to be able to drink good beer, I, I, I don't want to be necessarily in a place which has just got Doom, IPA, and Stella and Cronenberg. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, yeah, I still
1: want to have a good beer, but it doesn't necessarily need to be new beer for me.
0: Yeah, no, I'm completely with you on that. In terms of what we've got coming up on the show. So already mentioned that we're doing the collab with the, the, the Beer Snobs, hopefully, um, back in uh, the back end of February. Um, we've got a couple of other collaborations coming up as well. So uh, the first of those that will make it to the airwaves, um, people might have already picked up on this, is we are getting together with the guys from Beer Nomicon. Uh, and we're going to do a collab uh, podcast with those guys uh, as well. Um, also hoping to do one. Uh, was supposed to be with Stephen Rowland from Stephen Rowland's Beer Podcast. Uh, but Steve heard we were coming and decided to make himself uh, out of the country. Um, and yeah, just, um, just trying to take the podcast in maybe some slightly different directions. Um, so, so rather than us just always talking about, um, you, you know the beer or the latest release or what's going on in the news.
1: Well, I mean, I think that's, I think that's a good thing anyway. I mean, the, I'm looking forward to, you know, catching up with the Beer Nomicon guys who you met last year. i also looking forward to catching up with um, Roland, who I met at the Birmingham Beer Bash last year. Um, I'm hoping he can make me a
0: coffee that I love as well. You've spilled well, beer again. I haven't. I have. You I have? Spilled. What's the matter with you? I, I really I don't know what's going on tonight. I cannot <laughs> get the beer from... Vessel to vessel. Um, there's literally, on my side of the table, <laughs> there is quite literally beer everywhere. Um, and that doesn't bode well, considering what it is that we're currently pouring exactly. into a glass. Um, and what we're going to finish uh, this week's podcast on. So we have got um, Brewdog's Hop Shot, which is the quadruple India parallel, um, coming in at 22% in these dinky little 110 mil bottles. Let's face it, I'm going to use the word. It's actually quite a cute bottle. It is quite a cute little bottle, <laughs> isn't it? Let's, let's be honest, BrewDog have done um, well there. Um, so we uh, are going to give this a go. Uh, we because are going to give this a go. Re- when it was released, it was one of those that I thought, this has got to be, st- <laughs> despite what I've just said, I need this. <laughs> <laughs> and, you said, and you sent me a message and I said, I need it. Yeah, it's a 22% quadruple IPA, I need it in my face. Um, so we thought we'd, we'd do it on the show so, so that everybody could yeah. en- enjoy us doing a, a 22% IPA. So, uh, cheers. Oh, cheers. God, it's thick mouth It's really thick. It's sharp. It's dry on the nose. It's, it's all sort of, it's, there's, there's dankness in there. There's, there's some resinous qualities to it. It's the nose is like a ramped up version of born to die. It is. Um, and it's a similar sort of alcohol
1: burn at the back of the throat. Yeah, but it don't taste like twenty two percent.
0: It doesn't taste like twenty two. I mean, it is it's incredibly thick. It is thick. It's as, got a thick
1: mouthfeel. It looks fit. I mean, I'll put it in a couple of um, the four uh, whiskey glasses, and it looks perfect in the glass. Yeah, but it does look and feel, and the mouthfeel is thick as well.
0: I'd, I'd also just like to point out that. It's crystal clear. It's crystal clear. But and there's
1: actually some quite nice carbonation on quite it. Quite well. nice.
0: And as much as you move it around in the glass, the carbonation just keeps coming as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, a few more sips and you start to I mean, it's very dry as well.
0: You certainly get the stickiness.
1: Yeah. I mean, 22% is what your port, liqueur, it's like your yeah. liqueur, like your archer's
0: it, It's strength, dry. isn't it? Yeah. There's, there's a burn on the end of it that there, there is. I think the burn builds as well. Yeah, the, the more you chug down your neck. Um, I mean, in terms of. Because we, we were chatting earlier that I've had the Sink the Bismarck, which is probably the double version of this, um, which is essentially like drinking pure spirit. It's There's hardly any beer left in that. This just does feel like a big bit.
1: Oh, yeah, no, you know you're having a big beer, but. As an, if you were having this as an end of evening, I mean, like I said, it's in a, it's in a whiskey glass at the moment. It looks very nice sitting in my whiskey glass. You could easily, if you were inclined to have a dessert wine or a port or something like that at the end of the evening, this would, I mean, I think mean, matches up pretty well. This, this would finish
0: the evening. Per, yeah, perfect. Per, you know what? Would, even better would be like a coffee version of this. A
1: coffee version. Y- yeah. Well, the bottles. That, the that, in, bottles are quite heavy that, actually. That
0: infused with coffee would be incredible. No, the bottles are incredibly. Um, it's got the raised writing yeah, on the label yeah. as well, hasn't it? Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, branding wise and bottle wise, it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm probably the first person to criticise BrewDog for some of their activities, um, but this is just—I mean, it's it's really good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm actually really enjoying. I'm it. I'm
1: really enjoying it. and I'm really impressed because I'm I'm again, no brewer, but to get a 22%. IPA for whatever you whatever word you want to prefix it with and still make it drinkable yeah that's pretty damn amazing I mean you're not
0: going to guzzle it no it's, it's, but it's still drinkable yeah you're certainly going to sip it yeah. aren't you it's not like um, it's not
1: like with some drinks you might say oh it's a bit diesel or something like that yeah. it definitely isn't diesel
0: I just again just 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 to I suppose just to finish off the looking forward into 2017 more 22% beers do, do you think you're do you think <laughs> we are going to see more of this
1: Think we're going to see more high ABV beers. I mean, I guess if I mean, it's all about trends and what is successful and what people say. I mean, I get brewers want to do two things, don't they? They want to make money and they want to experiment, they want to prove themselves against, well, themselves, against each other, against the marketplace. I mean, this is proof, if ever you did need it, that although, like you say, Brewdog can annoy us at times, they do make bloody good beer. Yeah. I had a couple of pints of Punk the other night, and it was perfect when I had it. wasn't in a brewdog bar. Saw, saw it. It outshone everything else on the bar. I'd have two of those. worked perfectly. This is brilliant. It
0: is. It's just incredible.
1: Yeah. It's... And I'd be quite happy if other people wanted to try it. And putting it in just a 110 milliliter
0: bottle, perfect for that You don't need it in more than that, do no.
1: you? No. Definitely, definitely not on a tall boy.
0: No. <laughs> you don't want 500ml <laughs> of that. That's, <laughs> that, that, that. that's for sure. <laughs> um... Okay, well, I think that just about wraps up the first opinions discussion yeah. of, of, of 2017, um, which gives you an opportunity to, uh, after I took back the reins for the 12 years of Christmas. which is just as
1: well, because even if I had been supposed to be doing it,
0: I, I just didn't get involved, <laughs> did I? No, you, you didn't. Um, and, and again, I, I just want to uh, thank everybody for getting involved in uh, posting pictures. For the 12 beers of Christmas. Some of the pictures were amazing. There was just some stunning pictures. And uh, Rach has to get a shout out. Absolutely. Hand-drawn pictures of, of, of the beers that she yeah. was drinking. Absolutely there's, incredible there, there's, a, there's a definite skill there, that Rach yeah. has, and yeah.
1: she should do something with that. Yeah, if,
0: if you want to check that out, check out um, at LookAtBrew uh, on Twitter or Instagram and just have a look at the pictures that she did for the 12 beers of Christmas. Or, or just search 12 beers of Xmas and, and you'll find all the pictures that everybody... Yeah. Um, posted but anyway mate this is yep. back to you now I'm handing back the reins of the prizes prize and who are you going to give the great big first great big box of nothing of 2017 to well
1: because we've obviously taken up quite a lot of people's time I won't give you the runners and riders but I might post that tomorrow but the winner and he's not the first time he's won it, is a, f- a friend of the show Sean Plim Sean and the Bird in hand Housted for a pitch of well quite frankly a disgusting beer the Guinness xx original which is just gross but he's actually put it into five little miniatures on um a silver on a silver background so they reflect as well
0: oh nice yeah
1: so i'll post I'll that, that picture yeah. later or tomorrow morning but he's managed to make like five miniature pints of guinness he's made that beer look a lot nicer than it tastes yeah. and that's another that's another credit as well <laughs> so sean if we ever see you again at the essex bottle share friend uh you'll get your uh, big box of nothing the first one of twenty
0: seventeen. Congratulations, Sean! And if you want to have a go at entering the uh, the prizes prize, put your picture on Instagram. Only on Instagram. The only time of the year that we take it off of Instagram is for the twelve beers of Christmas. Pictures on Instagram. Use the hashtag. Cheers, guys! And the one that Martin loves the most uh, will get the the, the shout on next week's show. So. Um, we're coming to the end now. Uh, I think we're going to take a while to finish we are. Our, our hop shots. Um, because, as we said, they're not uh, they're not quick beer to drink nope. at, at 22%. Um, if you want to get involved in, in this week's dis- discussion or anything we've said tonight, tweet us. Use the hashtag opinions. Uh, you can still get involved in what we're doing every week. Uh, there'll be a poll along every Sunday night that you can get involved in uh, as well. We're also in Manchester uh, next week to do the... Uh, Collaboration, crossover, whatever sort of thing you want to call it, yeah. podcast with, uh, Beer Nomicon, which we're really excited about. Um, it's going to be a two parter uh, uh, as well, so we'll be putting out the first. Like part. all the best crossovers. Absolutely, yeah. You can't just we can't have it all, so we're going to put the first part out on our feed, and and the guys from Beer Nomicon will put the second part out on on their feed. So you'll get two lots of amazing shows. Uh, from, Does that make us the Flash? And then the arrow. I, I, well, it probably does, yeah, because. In the order that they're shown on TV. In saying, the order that you know, they're shown, yeah, we get the first... Flash always comes first. We, we get the first bite. Yeah. Of it, yeah. Um, so, yes. So, indeed. we're the Barry Allen's. We are the Barry Allen's. They're the Oliver Queen's. Yes, absolutely. So, we're, we're the fun element, they'll, they'll be the more serious kind yeah. of things. Um, we're, we'll hopefully get a few bits from the. We're also going to the, the Manchester Beer and Cider Festival. Yes. Uh, as well, so hopefully we'll get a few bits from there. So we've got quite a lot coming up in the next few weeks. It's a really exciting time, uh, and we're glad to have you guys along for the ride with us. Yeah, so, definitely. Mine. Um, here's to uh, twenty seventeen. Oh yeah, here we go. Cheers.
1: Cheers.